everyone, welcome back to Cincinnati Zoo Tales. I'm Jenna. And I'm Mark. And we're here with a group of Team Fiona today because we are celebrating Fiona's sixth birthday. Yeah, birthday party today in the conference room in Africa. We're celebrating Fiona's birthday, big sixth. And we've got, like you said, most of the Africa team here. I'm excited to talk about Fiona because we've got a good perspective here. We've got, you know, Teresa, Jenna, and Wendy, who are all original Team Fiona members. Ariana and I, who kind of came in a little bit later, but obviously still obsessed with Fiona. Yeah. So thank you guys. I know we've got the whole team here. Thank you guys for taking the time out of the day to join us. Yeah, yeah. thanks for having us. We were saying earlier that it feels like we just did this. Yeah. I swear we just did a recording about her fifth birthday. Yeah, yeah it seems like a month ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> time flies, as they say. Um, so some of you submitted questions through Instagram, and we were just going to answer some of those and talk about Fiona's birthday. Um, for anyone joining us um, on Facebook Live today, send in your questions. We're happy to listen. Again, this is coming out on Fiona's birthday, January 24th. She was born January 24th, 2017 at 29 pounds, about six weeks premature. We weren't sure she would survive, and so she was hand-raised. And um, Wendy, myself, and Teresa spent a lot of time during those crazy, difficult, scary days at first raising her. Uh, Teresa spent nights with her. And um, it was a wild ride getting here, and we are, like, shocked, but also very thankful that people still care so much about Fiona six years later. We didn't really think it would last, so thanks for caring. Yeah, definitely. So we'll jump into some of these questions. Like Jenna said, we got a ton of submissions. Thank you guys for the support and the shout-outs to Fiona. We appreciate all of them. We're sorry we did not have time to answer every question. We got tons of them, but a lot of repeats. We think we can address a lot of or just touch on a lot of the subject matter and about Fiona and the bloat that we have now. A lot of good stuff. But I think the first one we have to get to, Jen, I'll start with you. What's the tea on Fiona and Tucker right now? Oh, gosh. Fiona and Tucker, this is a bit of a new, different relationship that they've kind of formed in the last few months. What's going on with them? So now that Fiona is six, we've been saying for years, hippos are reproductively mature between five and seven. And this year, a little bit before Fiona's sixth birthday, she became reproductively mature, as far as we know, um, based off of behaviors we're seeing and the fact that Tucker is trying and is mounting her and breeding her. So a lot of people were very caught off guard. I thought it was hilarious to hear Teresa tell us today that um, she does not want to watch it. It is like her, her little girl. And I thought it was sort of funny. Um, it was a lot to take in when we got so many comments about this. I won't lie. It was a little overwhelming how um, passionate all of you are about this subject. Um, but Fiona is healthy and it's a good thing that we're seeing this, honestly. This means when she's, you know, of the right size, we could have her successfully breed potentially and have a baby of her own. We weren't sure since she was premature how her body would grow and develop and it seems like it's doing everything that it should. So seeing Fiona and Tucker breed is in a way a good thing. Do we want her to have a baby right now? Absolutely not. She's a little small and we also just don't want any more hippos right now to be responsible space-wise and just for this species survival plan. Um, but Fiona and Tucker are not related. I just want to emphasize that. Tucker was brought here on a breeding wreck for BB and in the future Fiona. Again, they're not related. We do not call him her stepfather here. He is a bloat member and a potential mate. So that's my tea on Tucker. But I mean, Teresa, 
just <laughs> share your little your bit about that. Uh, I don't. I mean, I know it's normal and it's fine. I know that, like logically, but seeing it would be a little bit weird to me. But <laughs> <laughs> but what, I mean, I've seen seen I've seen Tim, uh, Tucker and BB breed, and like that's normal and kind of interesting because you don't get to see that kind of stuff very often. But with Fiona, it feels a little bit weird. <laughs> that's just because your connection with Fiona. Yeah, 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 I think so. Yeah. Teresa's right there with all of you. Does it weird you out, Wendy? Uh, no, no. I've been. I feel like literally from the day Tucker arrived, I've been trying so hard to tell people, "Don't call him stepdaddy. It's going to get real weird in a year or two. <laughs> and then it got weird a lot quicker than that yeah. um, for some people. But for those of us who fully understood and um, were listening for like the educational message, like we knew, we knew this is exactly what we expected to happen. So just like Jenna said, seeing it happen is indications that she's healthy and she's growing and maturing in the way we want her to and all all good things. And most importantly, they're getting along, yes. right? At the yeah. end of the day, that's like the most important thing is that all four of these hippos are doing well together, which is obviously our top priority. For sure. And that's one of those things that like, in order to be a successful zoo and a bloat of hippos here, they need to get along. And we were worried about that, bringing Tucker in and how it would affect everyone's dynamics and and all of that. And yes, it's weird. Fiona's our baby, and we're so used to that. Um, and ultimately, the fact that BB had Fritz, she needs to be separated from Fiona sometimes. And now that Fiona and Tucker get along so well, it makes us all feel better that they are. Like, they're buddies, they like to hang out together, and they get along. So that's much better than if they didn't. Right. And mm -hmm. in the future, maybe Fiona will get to be a mom. But again, we're not pushing for that. We're just okay with the fact that they're breeding. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Does it weird you out, Mark? No, not so much. Because, like, like you all said, like that was kind of the expectations we had bringing her in, was we knew that this was going to be the case down the road in the future. It did happen a little bit before I think we were expecting, but you were kind of mentally, at least for me, I was kind of mentally preparing myself. I also don't have the connection that you three necessarily had with Fiona. Like, I wasn't there the day she was born, hands on her, raising her. She doesn't feel like she's my child, you know, the way she does for you guys. Like, Teresa's like, I didn't sleep because of that. <laughs> no, it's not that weird. I, know, it's just, I, I just thought it was funny because I hadn't heard you say that before. But yeah. Um, and Ariana, I could be wrong, but were you the one working when it first happened? I don't believe it was. I think okay. it was Molly. Okay, yeah. I thought it was one of you, but... Um, so anyways, it wasn't like we were thinking, oh, it'll happen today. So that wasn't, well, that was unexpected. We were prepared enough that we had her on birth control mm -hmm. ahead of introducing yeah. mm -hmm. her to Tucker because we were so aware that this was a possibility and oh, we yeah. were very sure that we were not ready for her to get pregnant now. So yes. this didn't catch any of us off guard by any means. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was weird. Like it happened on my weekend. So the way I found out was through social media. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the worst. <laughs> Oh man, speaking of birth control, you mentioned we had Fiona on birth control ahead of time because this was something we were aware could happen. Another question we got, how do you go about giving a hippo birth control? Jenna, you're probably the one that does it most often. Do you want to comment on it? Sure, it's <laughs> very simple, thankfully. Some animals are harder and there are many different forms, but our hippos get a few pieces of white bread with a liquid um, birth control that we just measure out with a syringe and squirt onto the bread and we toss it in their mouth. So hippos get their birth control <laughs> through a piece of white bread. Yeah, once a day. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Every morning. It's I feel like it's my biggest responsibility in life. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is a huge deal. I can't mess this up. It is pretty important. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. Another question that we got 
Wendy, I'll ask you this one because you were there for, you know, since she was hand-raised, you were there for Fiona's first days. Is Fiona aggressive towards humans? Like, since she was raised other different than other hippos, you hear kind of stories about hippos can be really aggressive and they can be kind of nasty. What about Fiona? Do we see that with her now that she's getting a little bit older? Well, I've personally never seen Fiona act aggressive towards any human, not even just her keepers, like not towards any human being. She just loves people. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, no, the only one who's ever been on the receiving end of any of her aggression, I feel like is like Tucker <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> and you know, she throws down with BB a little bit here and there, but she doesn't usually win those fights. But nope, she's, she's got a great relationship with people still. And generally under human care, we don't experience that. Um, most of the time, I, from my understanding, the aggression is a result of territoriality and like entering a big male space. Um, since we don't share space with them, certainly not with adult hippos, yeah, none of us, I don't think, have ever been on the receiving end of any aggression from any of our hippos. Mm -hmm. Even Tucker, who can be shyer and isn't quite as used to people, like, he'll come right up and his head doesn't fit through the gates like the girls do, but he'll come up and like, I don't know, he doesn't ever show any sort of aggression or make me feel uncomfortable. Like, I'll just stand there because I know his head can't fit through and we get really close and he just like, sniffs you or looks for food and then he walks away like i mean he could be really dangerous if he wanted to and and they are i should i should clarify that but like we've never seen them ever show any sort of aggression that was my biggest surprise with tucker coming here is because you have heard the stories about males being so territorial and i'm like what does that look like in you know a setting with human care mm -hmm. are they aggressive towards us you know through our barriers or what's the case and with Tucker, not he's also just a perfect gentleman, a but gentleman. Yeah. <laughs> nothing at all with Tucker, no. Yeah, like, but he could be protective of Fiona. Like, yeah. she was right next to him when he comes up close, he doesn't. And Bibi with Fritz, too. I've been so impressed with how she's just, like, trusting. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we also another reason they become really aggressive is if they're protecting their calves. And Bibi's shown a lot of trust, so. That's... As she should. I think we earned it. Like, yes. <laughs> raising her first baby father, so. <laughs> Oh, man. All right, another big change that Fiona's gone through since her last birthday, she's become a big sister. Obviously, Fritz has been born, introduced to the bloat. That's been a huge change for Fiona, um, sometimes for the better, sometimes for the worse, depending on the day. Ariana, I'll ask this one for you. How has Fiona adjusted to becoming a big sister? Has it been easy for her the whole time? I feel like there definitely was a point in time where she was realizing that she's not the only child anymore. She definitely got a little sassy about that, you know begging a little bit more, but us as keepers, I think we definitely put in more work, gave her some extra cuddles, some extra um, face scratches, extra goodies, and that definitely really helped her um, realize, oh, it's okay to be the bigger sister, it's totally fine. But now that she's, Fritz is more in the phase of uh, playing with everything, she's definitely feeling happier to be a big sister, where she gets to play with him, and take him around the pool, and Bibi just kind of watches them, you know, have all the fun. Phoebe doesn't mind anymore. She's like, please, just somebody else. Just take yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I did notice, I swear I noticed, if people came in the barn and turned their back to Fiona to look at Fritz, I mean, she just had this, like, look of bewilderment, like, I'm hello, I'm right here. <laughs> and I definitely think she's not used to sharing the spotlight, but, um, yeah, like Ariana said, now that they're buddies and they can play and Bibi allows it now, I think it's probably just added so much to her quality of life to have that sibling relationship that so many of us are familiar with, too. Yeah, definitely. I definitely think it was a shock to the system at first. I remember the first week, maybe even two weeks, um, coming in from overnight, and Fiona would be sleeping 
at the barrier between, because BB had to be separated with Fritz overnight, so Fiona would be sleeping right at the barrier, as close as she possibly could be to BB, and I was like, oh man, she just misses her mom. <laughs> but she's adjusted, and I think Tucker helped a lot with that too, because she had him to lean on a little bit. Once she, she learned, this guy's actually okay. But <laughs> It is different, and it is, we can, you know, put our human traits on it, or qualities to it, of course, mm-hmm. and feel a little bad for her at times, but I think she's doing okay. But yeah. It is it is tough. I'm sure she would love to be cuddled up in B- the crook of BB's neck. <laughs> Definitely. All right, Teresa, I'll ask you this one. So speaking of Fritz and Fiona, how do you think they compare as kids? Like, their sass levels, their personalities? I feel like Fritz is pretty on par with Fiona, or they're pretty similar. Like, he's, he's very... Uh, very rambunctious, but so was Fiona at that age too. So I feel like they loved, they both love toys. They're both pretty sassy, but they're and they both love humans, which is great because mm-hmm. we were talking about this earlier about like her, him being mother reared and her being hand reared. You think there would be a difference, but he's been so friendly with all of us, and he came right up to us pretty easily, and and he's very trusting. So that was really nice to see from a mother reared calf. I would love to hear from the Cheyenne Mountain Zookeepers. I could be completely wrong, but based on their social media posts, it seems as though Omo, the other baby hippo, he's a little over a year now, is incredibly shy. Like, I do feel like they have personalities, and I was wondering if Fritz would be as friendly and, you know, kind of sad thinking, like, oh, we won't have the same relationship as we did with Fiona. This kid is the friendliest hippo ever, and I know this isn't an episode about Fritz, but... Man, we'll we'll have to give you guys an update. He is so fun, and it seems like Omo might be shy. So that just makes me think that maybe it's just BB. Yeah, maybe. (laughs) Yeah, just talking about that with Thane about like BB just produces some really charismatic children. Apparently, it must be in her bloodline, which is kind of funny because BB's not. You know, she's not our most outgoing, interactive. I mean, if you have food, she shows up. But um, yeah, it's wild to see the two of them turn out so similar with such different. Yeah, like stories and backgrounds and, but different, would you dads. Agree and different dads completely. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. yeah. Would you agree though that she's a really confident animal? And just is. like so totally. you know, and I think she's that very might chill. Have to do with it. Yes. yes. Yeah. She's just she's confident in that she's like she rules the roost too. Yeah. Like, yes. there's no yeah. doubt about it. <laughs> but so. I wonder if she just like passes that on, like the confidence yeah. and the like outgoingness or whatever. She may not be like Like she never showed any aggression towards us with him. Like she like we would like reach right through and try to touch him and she never cared she never cares yeah at all yeah yeah i do wonder though i wonder if fritz is kind of able to to see our interactions with fiona and he's able to kind of pick up on that a little bit because you know they can see each other across the barn the whole time i wonder if that's something that he picks up on he's like oh that's how humans and hippos interact that's how i should interact (laughs) too but yeah i don't know that's coming right to us and he's like she's not nervous around us why would why would i be nervous around them but yeah all right, Wendy, we got another one for you here. We've all seen the social media posts with Fiona getting her mouth massages. Is this something that she still still enjoys, or are her teeth too big? Are we able to still give her massages? What does that look like? We are definitely still doing mouth massages <laughs> regularly. Um, my parents were in town, and they got to come, and they haven't seen Fiona behind the scenes since she was, like, born. Oh, my gosh. So it's been almost, like, six years for them. Um, but yeah, we, I was just doing my, you know, that's our thing. That's one of our things together. And yeah, she still like shuts her eyes and just like leans into it and enjoys it. Um, so it's great for bonding and relationship, you know, between keeper and hippo, but it's also develops into like the the tooth care that we have to do with Mm -hmm. them. So it does have a functional purpose outside of like, this is fun for both of us. 
Um, and we've started working on that with Fritz as well. Fritz also enjoys a good mouth massage, but he definitely tries to like chomp it <laughs> much more regularly he than you ever. He has learned the hold it open right, for a little right, longer. Right. <laughs> All right, we got one here. I'll let anyone kind of chime in on this one. We've got same question for Fritz and Fiona. What is their favorite toy? You guys have any ideas, any suggestions? Like some of Fiona's favorite toys when she was a baby was like the, the big purple like balloon thing that we had. That peanut the shaped peanut, thing? The yeah. peanut ball, she loved that. And the disc one that was like a big, it was kind of like a big disc balloon I wish thing. we could give those to Fritz. Yeah, yeah he'd pop those. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I forgot so about that, that purple kind of peanut shaped toy. I forgot, I've seen plenty of videos of her playing with that. And I don't know, that completely slipped my mind until you just, just like mentioned run it. run into it and bounce off. <laughs> <laughs> she liked everything, though. Like, she still played with, but he, she got more variety yes. because she was... You know, supervised yeah. boxes and sprinklers yeah. and all yeah. sorts of stuff she could just plan honestly i mean i think that they both have the same favorite but for different reasons so uh fritz loves this green cylinder that has little holes drilled into it and we can fill it with beet pulp or grain and they knock it over and they push it around and the food falls out so it's a foraging device um, but fritz i think loves it he loves all toys i've never seen a hippo like toys as much as fritz though and he'll play with them for hours straight and I think that he likes it the best because it's the smallest and he can get his mouth around it and push it around the easiest. And then I think Fiona likes it the best because it provides her with food. <laughs> I don't know. Have you seen a toy that you think Fiona likes these days? Like, uh, just as Fritz. An adult? I mean, Fritz yeah. is like her, <laughs> her big toy. play thing right now. Yeah, she, it seems like interacting with him is incredibly stimulating for her. And then Fritz, anything in the. I love watching him in the water with a toy because he yeah. like launches himself out and tries to like. It reminds me of like a, a seal trying to get on an iceberg, you know? <laughs> or the orcas when they try to like. Anyway, no, anything in the water. Watching Fritz is a good time, and he like leaves food to go play with. Oh yeah, he's like all about the play right now, just like a proper toddler. So it's a good time watching. He likes him. those stumps in the yard too. He'll play oh. with those a lot. Oh yeah, the stumps. I've seen him push them in the pool a couple times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely always a good time watching them. They're hilarious. This one was interesting because. You know, especially on our keeper team, things life in general for us has become so Fiona centric, right? Fiona's this big superstar. Well, this question was asked in the opposite way: Was Fiona a playful baby just like Fritz is now? Like, you know, they maybe have seen the videos of Fritz growing up, and they have not seen what it was like for Fiona. So, like, I don't know, what's the Fiona craze about? Like, was she as playful? Was she as cute as Fritz? I feel like we've kind of touched on that. But Wendy, do you have some comment about that? Oh, she def I mean, definitely as playful. Mm -hmm. um, Fritz has to be a little bit more independent in his play just because we don't share space with him. So, yeah, mostly he's playing and manipulating toys and stuff. But Fee, absolutely. She probably ran Teresa ragged on overnights and <laughs> yeah, stuff. Yeah, playing with her in the pool was the best. Oh, I loved yeah. That. <laughs> yeah so I was about to say, do you have any, like, certain memories or, like, special times that you remember from those? Because that's such an insane experience the fact that you got to share space with and hand raise this baby hippo like I can't even imagine I can't think of any specific memories I have tons of videos I can go back and watch I love that we have those but like I just I can't think of a specific memory but just like being in the pool especially when she was small enough that we could like sit in the pool with her that was so much fun even though the pool was gross and she pooped in it, like, no one cared. It was fun. <laughs> and you're talking about, like, the baby pool, right? Like, that yeah. blue baby pool? Yeah. I like the blue baby pool better because it was warm water. <laughs> Swimming with her on exhibit was fun, too, but that water was pretty cold. But that was definitely pretty cool, like, to be able to get in the hippo pool with her in that deep water. That was yeah. fun. 
I mean, I loved when she would just chase us around. Like, I remember just dying laughing, and one of my very specific memories, there's a video of it out there somewhere, where she's, like, chasing me through from, like, the entrance in the, into the building all the way to the refrigerator in the kitchen, and she, like, can't stop, and she does this turn, and her, like, as she's turning her back end, runs into the <laughs> yeah. refrigerator. She's, like, drifting <laughs> around. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of my favorites. Uh, I used to love when she would just crash out and fall asleep on us, too. Yes. That was the best, the best, the cuddles and snuggles while she napped. I mean, I mean, having your own kid is up there, too. <laughs> it compares, but I was almost about to say, like, nothing compares to, like, just snuggling with her when she was little. That was the coolest experience. Well, nothing compares in the sense that, like, no one else gets to do that, yeah. right? Like, yeah. so many people have their own human babies, but, like... Yeah. What there's a handful of us that can say like we've had a hippo sleep in our arms. Right. Like, that's pretty cool. <laughs> no, that's incredible. Did she when she was younger? Did she get the zoomies as often as Fritz does? Because I feel like Fritz every single night at clothes comes in. He's <laughs> sprinting <laughs> around that barn like a wild child. <laughs> that reminds me, actually, she used to do it so often that I caught it on command. She's too big now, and we don't have enough space with all four hippos. But I'd be like, go around, and she would just start trucking it as fast <laughs> as she could from one just to this big U-shape and come back and just run. Yeah, she used to get the zoomies a lot. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Man, she's been fun for sure. So this question, anyone feel free to chime in on, but what is your favorite thing about her? We got a lot of different versions of that kind of same question, but do you have a specific trait or anything about Fiona that you would say is your favorite? I like that she, like, responds back to us. Like, when you do the blow thing in her face, we make the noise, like, the, like, the, yeah. like, sound in her face, and she does it back to us. I love that she does that, because none of the others do that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's it kind of like a real connection. Yeah. It's kind of like the hippo greeting, right? That little kind of huff they do to yeah. each other out their nostrils, yeah. Another thing I really love about her is when you're cleaning the barn, and you look over, and she's peeping, watching you, <laughs> sticking her head through there, and you're like, oh, I'll go give you some scratches. And you just sit there, and you're, like, realizing, you're like, huh? petting a hippo's face right now and she starts licking your hand you're like I should be cleaning (laughs) (laughs) it's so hard to get stuff done when she does that but yeah she's the one who will come and watch what you're doing where BB's never done that Mm -hmm. I I haven't really noticed Fritz doing it and Tucker definitely couldn't care less (laughs) he doesn't I think I mean just the impact like she's I can't think of another living animal on the face of the earth that's as popular as her or that has the reach and it's all been so positive for people to like hear her story and share, you know, struggles and things like that, whether they've had their own preemies or whether they're going through, like, struggling with cancer and stuff. People find so much strength and comfort and happiness from this animal, and that's so incredible to have been a part of her life and feel like I've had that ripple effect. Like, something I've done has mattered, and that's really cool. No, definitely. That's really special, especially, like, the connective portion of it, right? Like, people from different countries, different backgrounds, different ethnicities, no matter where you're from, you can love this baby, well, yeah. not baby anymore, but at the time she was a baby hippo. You can right. fall in love with this hippo, and now she's six years old. How much does she weigh now? She was, oh, I didn't do my homework. I meant to look up the, <laughs> the comparisons with Fiona and Fritz. We'll have to do that with the Fritz upsta- okay. update episode. Um, and her, it was 2268 something around there. 2,268. That is Yes, insane. that was something really easy I meant to do before this, and I didn't, <laughs> but yeah, right under 2,300 pounds. So she's getting bigger, and we've always said, I mean, I don't know where we got this from, but like 2,500 pounds is a small female hippo, so 
but full grown. So we think she's probably right on track to become a normal but smaller sized mm -hmm. hippo. And yeah, I mean, her, her growth has definitely slowed over the last year, maybe year and a half or so. It's definitely slowed, but it's still happening, right? She she's hits like she plateaus still kind of and stuff weight. and then yeah. starts gaining more. Um, speaking of Fiona's weight, you mentioned like a, a full term, potential to carry a full term for a female's about 2,500 pounds is what you typically expect. So do we think that Fiona will ever be able to carry babies full term since she is kind of a smaller, more petite hippo? That's one of the reasons we aren't necessarily ready for her to get pregnant because we are keeping her safety in mind. Um, but it's one of those things that's never been done, just like if there's ever been a premature hippo. We don't have anything to go off of, and we're just, like I said, 2,500 is kind of what we think is the smaller end of a full-grown female hippo, and we think that if she reaches that, she would be big enough to hopefully carry a baby full-term safely, but um, I don't know if the baby would be smaller or if she would have difficulties or not. That's something that, unfortunately, I, it would be all guesses in my opinion. I don't know. Right. Well, and it's at this point, too, with having four hippos in our bloat, we're kind of at maximum capacity anyway, so even if she wasn't small right now, I think it wouldn't be a great time to breed. Oh, so right. it's yeah. nice that we have like this extra time for like keep her on birth control, let her get a little bigger, more developed, things like that. Um, hopefully, hopefully we'll feel really confident if and when we make that decision to take her off birth control. Like we will feel 100% that she can handle it. Would be my guess, and whether that happens in a, a year, two years, five years, no one can really say at this point. I don't think. Right. Yeah, that's definitely been one of the things that I admired most about, like, Team Fiona and everyone who was on her care staff at the time was, like, you know, you guys are experts in the field and you guys are collaborating and making the best decisions that you can possibly make, but, like, you didn't have a guidebook to go off of, right? There's n This has never been done before, so you can't just reference back to, oh, the last time a baby hippo got raised, we can just do X, Y, Z. Like, you guys were kind of going on the on a whim for a little bit, right? Like, exactly. That's what I was going to say. Like, we can't go ask another colleague at a different zoo, like, hey, how big was your female when she had a baby? I mean, we can ask, like, the zoos that have hippos, we can say, hey, if you've had a smaller hippo have a calf, what was their weight? And find out that way the smallest. And we've talked about doing that. Um, and we're just not in a rush, I guess. But, um, but it that really hippo is, may there's not have nothing... had the background of Fiona, right? Uh, well, yeah, yeah that too, of course. And everything. Yeah. Right, but we're, really, we're, people call us experts, but we're like, we don't. We, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> this is no one can be an expert on a premature hippo if it's never been done before. Like we didn't. And at the same time, if nobody else has done it, then uh, by default, I guess we would be the expert. <laughs> because we have. You guys did it. You guys did <laughs> at it least successfully. Once. Like, and you made it work. And Fiona's still here kicking, and that's a testament to what you guys were able to do. So. I mean, we have to give so much credit, obviously, to the vet staff. Yeah, um, sure. Yeah. I mean, it was a whole everybody. village that took yes. the race, Fiona, yes. for sure. Yeah, definitely. All right, last question we've got lined up today. If you could describe Fiona's personality in one word, what would it be? She's a princess. Princess. <laughs> That's princess. funny you said that. That was the very first thing that popped into my mind, too. <laughs> Charismatic comes to my mind first. Uh, there are a million words I guess we could use to describe mm -hmm. her. Inspiring is another one, but I don't know if that's well, that's her, I don't know if it's a personality trait, but that's something that her personality does. Is yeah, it's a personality trait for sure, I think. Yeah. I was definitely going to say spunky. Spunky, that's mm -hmm. a good one. Yeah. 
I'm stuck on influencer because okay. I mean, because she, she I don't know if any other animal has this much following, so she's an influencer now. She sure is. <laughs> she really is. Social media influencer oh, for yeah. sure. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Mark? Yeah. What's your one? I, I mean, I would have said Princess was the first one that came to my mind, like <laughs> Teresa said, just because, like, I mean, if you come to the zoo, you're probably. You've obviously heard of Fiona, probably, and then uh, every now and then we meet someone that hasn't. Fair enough. I hope my face doesn't give it away when people are like, "Who's Fiona?" or asking the question, like, "What?" Yeah, joking. But like, what other animal? It's kind of like you said, Wendy. Like, what other animal at a zoo are people traveling cross country, even across the world, for? Like, we do these tours where people are lucky enough to come and see Fiona. Sometimes, you know, behind the scenes, and almost never are they from the tri-state area, Kentucky, Ohio, Indiana. They're from Florida. They're from New York. They're from California, all I over the I country. I thought if you're from Alaska. <laughs> Alaska, that's, yeah, insane. Like, what other zoo or animal has people travel from that far away just to come see them? Like, they She's royalty. For She's sure. royalty, that's what I'm saying. They gotta pay their respects. Like, <laughs> She's like an A-list celebrity. Yeah. <laughs> At least it feels like it. Hmm. Well, Jenna, did you have a, a what can I do? I have one, this yes. Episode, yeah. So, um, it's not really related, but I could tie it in that the hippos like to eat bamboo. But, um, so what you can do at home, um, something that I've done, is purchase bamboo toothbrushes. And if you're somebody who's like, no, I need an electric toothbrush, I totally get it. It's um, easier and probably healthier and, and that sort of thing. But if you travel and you don't want to take your electric toothbrush with you and you are buying like the plastic ones, you might as well switch to the bamboo. Um, they are much better for the environment. You can pull out the bristles at the end and they're compostable. Um, so I specifically got mine from Zero Waste Cartel years ago and I just bought two boxes and they've lasted me literally years um, and I take them when I travel and it's something that you're using less plastic and again is compostable and will last you a long time so something easy you can do instead of buying any more plastic toothbrushes for travel or if you use one instead of an electric one um, I suggest getting the bamboo ones and they do have different like soft bristles or you know tougher bristles so if you need a specific kind they even have options and um, it's a really easy way to make a teeny difference and use less uh, single-use plastic no, that's perfect I love it I guess it's not single-use you use your toothbrush for a couple months right? <laughs> <laughs> most people do yes. <laughs> All right, well, thank you guys for taking time to be here with us and talk about Fiona. Does anybody else have any Fiona things they want to throw out there? Happy birthday, Fiona! Yeah! yeah. Big Happy six! six. <laughs> Woo! Six years with Fiona. All right, well, thanks for listening, everybody, and uh, we hope you have a great day. Yeah, until next time, take care, everyone. Happy birthday, Fiona! <laughs>